messes, high heels and purses, and chocolate galore. Louis Vuitton is our favorite store. This sparkling ice lemon lime flavor is like lemons and limes have just danced a beautiful worship service on your tongue i'm serious it tastes so good there is only five calories and it contains vitamins and antioxidants with zero sugar now with any carbonated item i'm sure it's not the best for you even if it does have some nutrients in it however it's much better than soda You know we're all about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case. At Volts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs. VoltsLegal.com. Absolutely. And that's a great point about the pins. Pins out of all of the promotional products from the research that I've done tend to be the ones that perform best because they get used all the time. Everyone needs a pin. And only a small percentage will actually do business with the logo that's on the pin. But it, I mean, it's increased visibility. Um, and it's also something that's not costly. So that that's something to consider Two. John Ruland says that his giftology group sends out $250,000 worth of gifts every year, and it does not put its logo on a single gift. So that's telling. I mean, he is the authority on this subject, uh, as far as I know and in my opinion. So if he's not putting his logo on things, then there is, that, that means something. But again, I think that there's a balance. I think that sending something along with it that has your logo, or I'm a big fan of branding the packaging. Yes. I have lightning bolt um, poly mailers. They're like envelopes that my gifts get mailed in. And so the, the, my brand is all on the packaging and it stands out among all the brown boxes and the white envelopes that people are receiving and creates some anticipation and excitement based on the packaging and it has my brand on it. So I think I really enjoy putting my brand all in the packaging and making it really nice and presentable, but the, having the gift itself be more targeted towards the recipient. Yeah, John Ruland says, when you make a gift all about you, it's no longer a gift. And I know Brooke, she is obsessed with these positive potatoes. So can you tell us a little bit about the positive yes. potatoes? My positive potatoes are the gift that just keep on giving. I mean, <laughs> these are like, Somebody's going to put a positive potato on my gravestone. I love these little potatoes. They're little crochet potatoes, and they have a little positive quote on them. It says something like, I may only be a, pot a tiny potato, but I believe in you. Go do your thing. And so whenever I send a gift to someone, I put a little potato in it. And 
I am here. I get more response to my positive potato than anything else. Every woman I've sent it to, I don't, I don't know that the men appreciate the positive potato as <laughs> much. So there is a difference in gender gifting and what a man will appreciate versus what a woman will appreciate. So that's a whole nother subject for another day. But the women that I send the positive potato to have put them on their desk and they come back to me and say, every person who comes in my office picks up the potato, comments on how cute it is and asks me where I got it. And so she is being reminded of me every day when someone comments on the potato and she says, oh, that was a gift from my friend Brooke. And so it is bringing awareness to the other person too that of who I am. So it's kind of an introduction to me. Uh, and it is something that's consistently reminding the person I gave it to of me. And my, my name isn't on it anywhere, but the person remembers who they got it from. And every time someone comments on it, they're being reminded of me. Someone even reached out to me and said, I have to know where you got these potatoes because every time someone comes in, they love it, it's on my desk. So this to me is a great example of an inexpensive gift. You can buy them on Amazon. I think they're about $4 each. Uh, and you can, and it's something that can be used every day because it sits on the desk, it's creative, and it brings a smile to people's face. And even though it's not got their name on it or it's not specifically personalized to them, they still feel like it's special. So here's what we need to do, just as a little side note, is we need to either reach out to the creators of Positive Potato and work out some sort of affiliate marketing agreement, or we need to come up with our own brand, such as like the Caring Carrot. I think that that would be something good to the do. The Miss Biz Banana. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. See, this is how brilliant business minds work. Rachel is always looking for new business <laughs> opportunities and business ideas, uh, even in uh, on an unrelated subject. Absolutely. So the next thing that we're going to touch is um, the dream 100. So you want to make sure that you're identifying your dream 100. As Brooke mentioned earlier, these are the clients or the prospective clients rather that you want to build a relationship with. And then choose the gifts. Um, it's recommended to choose small gifts every two weeks. Um, but how, when we're, when we're reaching out with these gifts to the people that we don't have a relationship with, but maybe we want to build one and have that first initial meeting. Um, is there anything that we need to do with sending the gift? Cause that might be a little creepy if you're sending all these gifts to someone. I know if I was the recipient and I just got all these gifts, I might think someone was like stalking me or something. A so. secret admirer. Yeah. So how do we avoid that weirdness? Sure. So you said the two weeks and that's what Chet Holmes recommends to send a small gift every two weeks. I think that's a little excessive. I think monthly would be the most frequent that, that I would send. And I think, uh, every couple months is even fine or quarterly as well, but you want to send a letter or a card with every gift and it should have a call to action. So there's a sample letter in the ultimate sales machine that he includes. And this gift he was sending was a stopwatch. 
And his letter said, every second that you do not get our free executive briefing, the five most critical insights in your industry, you are losing money. This is a free community service sponsored by our firm as a way to give something back to the market. This executive briefing contains more than $3 million in research. It's boiled down to a bullet style, fast paced, outstanding education on how to increase business in this scary period of rising competition and another pain point. Call for your free executive briefing today. The clock is ticking and you are losing money. So I like the creativity there. However, I do think that it's a little bit spammy um, the way that it's written. No disrespect. I I tend to agree. I think it's a little salesy for my, my taste. I feel like I would get the stopwatch and be like, hmm, this is interesting. This is unique. I haven't gotten one of these before. What's this about? And then when I go to read the card or the letter, I may think, oh, it's just a sales pitch. And it kind of, that anticipation is let down. So I put in here a, a letter that I wrote that I plan to send out with some gifts that I'm planning to send. Um, I'm sending a seat cushion and a bag of potato chips. And so you'll have no idea why you're receiving this. Yeah, it seems like kind of an odd combination. <laughs> yes, but if you read the letter, hopefully it will explain it. So these, I'm planning to send these to the homes that live near my office. My office is on a main road, but just behind it are a bunch of residential homes. And those people are in such close proximity to where my office is. I want them to be aware of me and I wanna build a relationship with these people because we are neighbors. So here's the letter. Since we're neighbors, I am sending you this small gift to introduce myself. PETA stands for pain in the bleep. So we've got a cushion to help with that. Living and working just a hop, skip, and jump away, I'm aware that life can toss some real curveballs your way, bringing on headaches and stress that truly qualify as the pain in the bleep. I am here to help alleviate those burdens. Fear not, dear neighbor, our team stationed right near your stomping grounds at my address, is geared up and ready to tackle those troubles. Don't handle your PETA alone. Drop by or feel free to contact me at, and I give my contact information. Thank you, and I look forward to getting to know you more in the future. See, I love your letter so much more because to me, that letter is relationship building. Like, you're reaching out to them to tell them like, Hey, you know, I'm right around the corner. And if you are experiencing things that are causing you strife or pain in your life, I want you to know that I'm here to help you. Whereas with the other letter that was read previously, I think it was more about, you know, getting that call scheduled. So I think when you're writing these letters that, you know, shifting your mindset is very important, you know, to, you know, instead of thinking about, well, I want, you know, the, these are my dream 100 and I want this many new clients next year to, um, shifting that really to say, I want to build relationships with these people. And I know that I have a product or a service that's really going to benefit them. So let me take that leap of faith and extend my kindness to them and really try to build a relationship and help them. And some businesses, it's hard because 
for me as a lawyer, I do injury and insurance cases. And so people don't have a need for that every day. You have to have a certain life event occur. So for me to try to tie in what I do to something that will benefit them, it's hard. If I, you know, I, I don't know what their legal needs may be to just reach those needs. I don't know what they would want. I wanted to have some relationship to what I do. So it's it's not easy sometimes to come up with that right gift Mm -hmm. that ties in something that they can use and they see value in without just straight out giving a sales pitch. So this was the best attempt that, that I came up with to offer and the, the, um, the cushions say on them, don't handle your PETA alone. Uh, so hopefully they'll put it on a desk chair. So it's something that they're using every day that'll cause them to think of me. Hopefully they'll see it as creative. Mm -hmm. Uh, and hopefully they'll understand my heart, which is that anytime they have a legal need, they can reach out and I'm open to hearing from them and trying to help them. I love that. And for your industry specifically, it's crucial that you develop that relationship before the accident happens, because per the Florida bar, you can't initiate contact with someone who has been injured in an accident. So really trying to build that relationship with them before they face whatever life experience that they need, you know, legal assistance with is going to be crucial. So I think it's a great idea. Now, the next question is is does business gifting always work? Nothing works all the time. <laughs> so it's not a hundred percent effective. It's not a hundred percent effective there. And frankly, there are different types of people. There's a book by Adam Grant called give and take why people or sorry, why helping others drives our success. And it category categorizes people in three ways. There's givers, takers, and matchers. So if you're giving a gift to a giver, this is the type of person who gives themselves. They give with no strings attached. And these tend to be the highest performers in business and the highest performers in life. But if you give a gift to a taker, a taker are those vampires who suck every ounce of life out of you and never reciprocate any good deed. If you're giving to a taker, it may fall flat, your gifting efforts. And so it's not going to work necessarily with that type of a person. And then you have your matchers, which are the people who reciprocate what you do. So if you give them something, they want to give back. And so it's not going to work 100% of the time. But if you consider in baseball, you would be in the Hall of Fame if you bat three out of 10 times then in business gifting, 30% or greater is exceptional. Some seeds will fall on fertile soil and those are going to repay dividends, but then others are gonna fall on unfertile soil and those are not. But what I can tell you is that the percentage that fall on fertile soil will far outweigh those that don't creating a successful investment. And the people who are going to re who are either going to be those takers or the ones that are going to react negatively to your gifting efforts are most likely the same people who would react negatively in 
any circumstances. You could send them a brand new Porsche and the response would be, oh, it's the wrong color. So identifying those people is going to be a valuable asset for you as well. And, you know, I think that it's important not to not to stress if something goes wrong, because there are going to be times and situations where business gifting goes wrong. Yeah, I had one of those happen to me last year. Uh, I have a friend who likes sunglasses and he has probably two dozen pairs of sunglasses that are all um, different designs and different brands and so he he essentially collects nice sunglasses so i thought i'm gonna get him a nice pair of sunglasses so i spent a lot of time looking through different sunglasses online and found what i thought would be a pair he would like and so i sent them and he called me to thank me for the sunglasses but told me it turned out they were a woman's size (laughs) so he couldn't even fit it on his head (laughs) So he turned that challenge into a positive by giving the sunglasses to his girlfriend. So he still was able to give her a nice gift, but he wasn't able to utilize it. So it was a gift gone wrong. It's something that we still joke about now. And, but it's going to happen. You know, you're going to send wine to somebody who doesn't drink. You're going to send you know, something, whatever, you're going to send things without knowing you're going to send sugar to a diabetic, you know, you just, (laughs) it's going to happen sometimes, but number one, it's okay. But number two, the effort behind it, I think is what people appreciate the most. So even if the gift falls flat, like my sunglasses, I still think that the goal of showing how much you value the relationship is still there and still achieved because of the effort behind it. Absolutely. They say, what is the saying? Um, it's the thought that counts. So I, so I think by simply putting thought and effort into what you're doing, it's, it's going to make a huge difference in how it is perceived, even if it is something that goes wrong. And for the ones who are never going to be happy in any type of circumstance, just don't let them steal your sunshine. Just keep doing what you're doing and staying focused on your goals because with every gift that you send, you're going to make someone's day brighter. Luke 6:28 says, "Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you, to encourage you, and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast. For legal questions or services, please visit boltslegal.com. And for digital marketing needs, please visit boltsmedia.com. Let's get biz done.